0: Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu aka the Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken and I want to thank you so much for following the Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that and let me explain. In almost six months I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And i said to myself what more can i do to inspire and impact others and you guys know me i'm all about thriving i'm all about thriving from a emotional mental and physical standpoint that is the reason why i wrote thrive medicine and that is the reason why i started this podcast called thrive bites and so i decided that i wanted to put together a virtual summon experience gathering over 50 speakers that includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consists of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone. And they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and ex- fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at the thriveformula.co that's t-h-e-t-h-r number five formula co and come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers. Hey guys this is Dr. Colin Zo and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast this is season four and we're so excited for you to be here uh, for those of you who don't know me my name is dr colin zoo double board in family and lifestyle medicine and i interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform and we talk about plant-powered living emotional resilience and creating a thriving mindset and this season we're taking it live we're taking it on multiple platforms and we're taking it as a q a discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests so we're super stoked about this and please remember to like and subscribe down below and we will see you welcome to the next episode All right, welcome everyone to the Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You can be anywhere in the world and I am super stoked for you just to spend a few moments with us today. And today is a very fabulous episode. Um I it's a great love of mine because, you know, it's basically what we're doing. <laughs> and that's creating um a podcast, right? Um, So for this episode, um, I'm with really, really, really awesome, um, you know, colleagues and friends and experts um, in their respective um, areas. And, um, you know, I'm going to introduce them. Um, So first off, uh, you know, ladies first, uh, we have Maya Acosta. She is the co-leader of Plant based uh, DFW, uh, that's Dallas Fort Worth, Uh, plant uh, pure communities, and that's located in Dallas, uh, Texas. And so for years, she's been passionate. Maya's been passionate about helping people every day and helping them understand that they have the power to upgrade their health. I love that. Her outreach program was first began by um, her husband's, um, at her husband's vascular uh, uh, center. And uh, Dr. Rizwan H. Bakari is a vascular surgeon, and uh, he's also the co-leader of the pod as well. And together, they have uh, formed uh, this organization, Plant-Based DFW, and became pod leaders. Prior to COVID-19, they would hold two to three monthly events for the community, and that consisted of guest lectures, plant-based potlucks, documentary screenings, and Walk with the Doc programs. So that's amazing work, what they do for community leading. And during the pandemic, Maya uh, began outreaching to their pod, um, you know, to to their greater audience via their plant-based DFW podcast. And she's hosted uh, so many physicians, dietitians, uh, health coaches, chefs, um, to really talk about the benefits of consuming a plant-based diet. And she's also invited everyday people to share their testimonials um, on how that has halted and in some cases, reverse chronic disease. And uh, today, Mayo creates content for their YouTube channel um, as another way to share their information. And uh, a little bit more about Dr. Bakari. Um, He's a board certified vascular surgeon, treats a variety of vascular uh, issues, including aneurysms, carotid artery stenosis, lower extremity arterial blockages, gangrene dialysis, access grass riz how long are we supposed to go with this <laughs> i'm kidding uh, and he has seen the ravaging effects of poor lifestyle choices on his patient's health so he is a uh, a champion um you know for his community and i cannot wait um to have them both on so please welcome maya and dr riz hello <laughs> hi <laughs> hi colin hi dr zoo how
1: are you thank you for having us on
0: Oh, man, I am super, super, super stoked. And uh, thank you so much for joining and taking the time out. Um, I know Riz just literally you know, jettisoned his way <laughs> um, into the studio. So thank you so much for spending the time uh, for this conversation.
2: Yes, thank you for having us. And you're right. It's amazing. Um, that Dr. Riz makes himself available to podcasts on top of everything else that he does on a regular basis, so he stays pretty busy.
1: Yes, it's, yes, it's by yeah. design. It keeps me out of trouble.
2: <laughs>
0: it's like if I'm not if I'm not doing surgery, I'm definitely going to be in trouble somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a great topic, you know, um, how to start your own very first podcast. And, you know, between the both of us, we have concentrated, you know, in the health and wellness space, right? But I think audiences that are listening in um, that are interested can apply the same concepts, techniques um, to create um, different kind of categories as well. You know, I truly believe that as well. So my first question to you guys is the origin story. You know, what was, how did that, you know, concept of creating your own podcast, you know, come about. You know, what was your experience with podcasting in terms of, you know, listening. You know, as a you know avid you know consumer, did you have any experience in the podcasting world? So please share with us your origin story.
1: So I think Maya should take this one because <laughs> I you know this was this was uh, her idea and her passion from the beginning. Uh, so uh, I'll let her tell you where it came from.
2: Okay. So uh, basically, it was, um, as you know, we became plant based at a certain point in our lives. And then the more that we read and learned about how people can actually take control of their own health and prevent disease. um, And in some cases, you know, reverse or halt halt conditions, when we learned that we can inform people this way, uh, it just seemed obvious to me that well, podcasting is a thing that's developing It's happening, that this is another platform that we can use to help share the information. Um, I do want to add, though, that in terms of my own self, like many, many years ago, I used to tune into a couple of shows. Back then, they weren't called podcasts, as you know, they were called (laughs) talk radio. But uh, I used to listen to a show called Coast to Coast that would cover all kinds of topics, including the paranormal and other things like that. But that is where I got a lot of my health information, believe it or not, because they would have, um, the guests would have certain, um, the host would have certain guests that could come on and talk about things like hypothyroidism and mercury poisoning. And so from there, and that was years ago, from there, I started doing my own research and it never left my mind that I obtained so much information by listening to this show. And that's kind of like how I saw the uh, the ability to share information for people who, you know, are at home or they're driving or just doing something, um, where they can listen as well, it just seemed like a perfect thing to do. And then, of course, Riz, having so much to share about the work that he does, uh, I felt like we could work together as a team and to help inform the public.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Riz, did you have anything to add to that?
1: Well, so that that was her concept. And I didn't know if you wanted to know then, you know, how did we start, you know, putting everything together and then do our first episode Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, the, the, the follow question to that is, uh, when you, you know, the beginnings of the podcast, like how did you start, you know, did you, you know, write things down? Did you talk about it? You know, why did you, you know, do it together as opposed to separately? Like how, how did the beginning workings come about for you
2: guys? Well, um, The year was 2018.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So long ago. about long ago, actually? It's pre COVID. It's the way I look at it. It Pre COVID COVID. and post COVID. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Riz was at a time in in his life in 2018 where he had built up the practice enough to where he could, you know, start taking um, longer breaks. And we were in Florida. So we were visiting Florida a lot. We have a sailboat, there, a sailboat. And so uh, the idea was that because we spent a lot of time in Florida from like Fort Lauderdale down to Miami with our sailboat, we, you know, would stop in frequent um, places that were fully plant based vegan, and we learned about the communities there. And so my idea was, uh, okay, well, we are Spending more time, you know, vacationing a little bit longer. We're making connections. Why not interview some of those people along the way? I even thought that our sailboat would be a perfect place (laughs) inside our sailboat to bring people on board and interview them because it's just nicely buffered in in the cabin. Um, But so that was the idea. And our first episode was actually recorded recorded in Annapolis. Mm -hmm. The last day of the boat show, we with our basic setup. Um, and I'll talk more about what that setup was, but a basic setup in the hotel room without Mm -hmm. really a table or adequate lighting, we recorded our first episode and it was really botched in the sense that (laughs) it was really, you know, you can hear me on the right ear. You can hear Dr. Riz in the left ear. It was just crazy. Um, but when I look back at the episode, that was a lot of fun. And then so, that was our first episode. And then the second episode was someone who I contacted ahead of time in Annapolis. And I learned about um, her story. She had authored a cookbook. She had a juice um, uh, store or juice. shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh with healthy options. And so I reached out and I say, we're going to be in town. I would love to interview you. Can we interview you in your store? And so she loved the whole idea. We set it mm-hmm. up. And so that was the beginning of my really feeling like this is going to be a lot of fun. We can pair our traveling with sort of advocacy work. In other words, like we're featuring people wherever we go that are part of the movement that we believe in. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it, and so you know that kind of speaks to me that uh, the the thing you podcast about is finding your niche and and then something that you're passionate about, and uh, and that makes it uh, easy for you to easier for you to do. It's, it's hard work but uh it, you know, it gives you something to pursue a passion to go after and so it was this uh thing about healthcare and nutrition uh and then later on incorporating lifestyle as well uh as mm-hmm. we learn, as we as we evolved and learned more uh you know we we evolved the channel as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah so that's um you know you're absolutely right you know it is a lot of work and uh you know for me um, you know i haven't even listened to a you know podcast episode before i started and for me i just kind of stumbled upon it um, i needed another way to record an audiobook and i ended up finding a diy app on how to do your own podcast and the rest was history um, and as you said it's a lot of work so what was the uh, you know what got you motivated what 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 uh, you know told you you know what i don't really know you know as much as i thought i is a lot of work a lot of stuff to handle right but what kept you going to you know where you are because i think you've produced over 100 episodes right Mm
2: -hmm. yes 137 or something um uh but well there was one time that we collaborated and um I want to share this part about when we went to Los Cabos. I think that was in 2019. And I had already started this idea that whenever we travel, we want to connect with vegans and people that are plant-based, just anywhere we go. And so I, um, we knew that we were going to travel as a family with Riz and his girls to Los Cabos. That was, in, I think, in 2019. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out on Facebook, not knowing anyone, and said, is there a vegan movement? Are there vegan restaurants? We're plant-based. Would you be interested in hearing a vascular surgeon give a lecture? And it was amazing, Dr. Zhu, absolutely amazing. Like within a week, everything was taken care of. We had the location where we were going to speak, all the advertisements, everything was done. And we were, we knew we were going to fill the room, the space. That of connecting with people outside of our own little community. Um, and and really collaborating because that mm. it was a true collaboration in Los Cabos. Till this day, we have listeners from Mexico because of that. So mm. that. Was part of what kept me going. It's like whenever we travel, we went to San Diego, we interviewed a physician out there. Where anywhere we wanted to go, we went to DC for the PCRM summit and we Mm -hmm. interviewed someone who was featured in a documentary. And so that is kind of like what kept me on fire about connecting with real people who are creating change. And then, of course, the opportunities that RIS has been on, it's all about sharing. Um, what he sees on a daily, daily basis and how he can empower people by sharing yeah. this message that they can prevent um, disease and other, you know, make lifestyle changes.
1: Yeah. And that, and that, and for me, uh, you know, I, I like what she said because we enjoy connecting with people in different communities where we go. And, uh, and then at the same time, you know, we get to interview people. But for me too, uh, it was this idea of uh, sharing this information, uh, which, you know, I'm so passionate about where I can help people uh, uh, more than just on a one-on-one basis. You know, like you, we, mm-hmm. we can reach more people this way uh, and educate them and, and, and help them learn uh, how to live a healthier lifestyle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing, especially pre-COVID. It's, <laughs> it's I'm actually jealous that that's like that that's that's amazing because you realize that, and I think that's one of the positive things you know about Facebook is you know the fact that these you know groups have already been established, and um, you know if you have enough you know fr- you know f- you know friends and following, you know you could just be like, hey, you know I'm actually going to be coming into town. Is there anyone out there? you know, that's willing to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's a very powerful, you know, way of um, not only bridging the gap, but also, you know, outreaching, you know, you're, you're talking about advocacy and, um, and you're also, you know, collaborating and cross promoting and suddenly your community, you know, widens, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's a very powerful, you know, motivator. So I think, you know, for you guys, that's, that's amazing. It's, It's the power of community.
2: Mm -hmm. And if I can also add, um, in terms of what kept us going, I, I didn't know any podcasters, obviously, when we first started, but then I learned about, um, for example, Chuck Carroll, um, Mm -hmm. who has the exam room, and who has broadcasting experience, right? So he flows so nicely and can conversate so easily. So that was really motivating. And then of course, Dr. Yami, and I always say she was the first person, even though, you know, she's a, uh, pediatric, um, she works with children. I'm sorry. I, the distraction with our dog. So she works with children. And even though, um, you know, I don't talk much about children or anything like that. I was interested in learning from her. There was another physician in Florida. And then of course you Oh,
1: yeah, that guy named Dr. Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Dr. Zoo. And Who's so, that guy?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> listening to you and really just listening to people that, um, that are like minded is what's also motivating and keeps us going. And then plus, I benefit as well, because I get to learn about other people, other experts, yeah. as you host them.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially it's, um, you know, you're getting double, triple that over when you're doing an interview show. So it, it's great fun. So let's dive into, um, you know, the the, the plant based meat of it all, right? So um, you know, going back into basics. Um, so if one is curious, right. About starting a podcast, they don't have no idea, you know, they have a blank piece of paper in front of them. What would you say would be the top three things to consider? You know, when, you know, you are thinking about, Hey, let me start my own show. You know, um, what are the top three things to consider? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, I, I think that, uh, I mean, number one is what do you want a podcast about? Uh, for me, that's, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and are you passionate enough about it to, 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 uh, uh, make it, uh, uh, keep producing content about it? Because again, uh, it's, it's work. I think, in fact, it's more work than, than we knew it was going to be as far as a commitment, uh, to, uh, put out regular content. Um, so that's number one. I think, uh, the other thing you might need to decide is, is it going to be purely audio? Um, or is it going to be audio and video? Uh, -hmm. so, you know, putting, putting the podcast out in audio format and then putting it out there, maybe on YouTube as a possibility. Um, I, I don't you know. What what do you think? What else do you think?
2: I, I like those two. Um, and also the idea, um, at least for me, are you going to be interviewing in person, basically local people, or will this be you know, will you have like StreamYard interviews or zoom interviews, because that changes the dynamics of everything. If you're filming in location on location, maybe at your guest establishment, you'll have to move all your equipment. If you are filming in location, or on location, but in your own studio, that makes mm-hmm. everything so much easier. And I love the idea of being in person, especially like I feed off of people's energy as well. Mm-hmm. So I love that personal interaction, but that's not uh, a possibility it right? is we're not doing that right now. So.
1: Yeah. So we've, we've uh, pre COVID, I think most of our interviews were in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of, the, that was kind of the concept and, and the idea of, uh, uh post COVID or during COVID, uh, it's, op- uh, it, most of the interviews have been through some sort of streaming, uh, uh, programs or apps and, you know, zoom or Streamyard or, uh, something like that. The, the interesting thing about that is it has opened up a lot of, of the, the, a lot of possibilities the world. I mean, you, now you don't, you, the, we never dreamed of the concept of interviewing somebody from, uh, Michigan, because we would never get to them or they would never get to us. And now uh, you can you can interview a whole
2: lot more people. Yes. I mean, I recall having this interview right before COVID. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to release just a portion of it because her business no longer exists. But I, I interviewed this woman in Madrid, Spain, who has, um, you know what tapas are, Dr. Yes. Z. Yes where you can go hop around in the city and and have little appetizer type foods. Mm -hmm. And she created a whole vegan experience where she took her group around um, to have vegan tapas throughout Madrid. But also she partnered with El Prado, you know, the museum, Mm. uh, so that she can offer a vegan um, exhibit sort of experience. And this is all, you know, we... I remember having such a fascinating conversation about, well, this is, these are the possibilities people need to know that we don't have to limit ourselves. Um, when it comes to, you know, I know that this is about podcasting, but you know, uh, in terms of veganism, um, but just like
0: any type of interactive experience.
2: That's right. Uh, I, I interviewed another individual in England who also has a vegan travel experience that she offers. Um, so there's so many things that I would have never had access to had we not done it by Zoom, We for interviewed example. somebody
1: from uh, Tenerife in the yes, Canary Islands. You that's know, it's just right. like yeah, so. uh, all over now. So you know, there's just these, these uh, concepts that were foreign yeah. to us, so you never would have thought about it. Yeah. And, and this is uh, at least this one good thing that's come out of it is that it's opened up our minds to the fact that it doesn't have to be an in-person
0: interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know where my furthest interview has been. I think maybe Israel was probably my furthest interview. Um, wow. It's uh, or was it Lebanon? I forget. Um, oh. But anyway, so it's uh, if it's in person or if it's you know remote. Um, there's so many different possibilities, and the technology and the apps and the software has advanced so much that you could do almost everything. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. it's. Um, I don't, I think it's a very low barrier to entry, you know, you just have to, I think the only barrier to entry is really the creativity. (laughs) It's really (laughs) the imagination of, you know, what you can, you know, conceptualize and visualize your podcast to be. And then you're just like, okay, let's just do it. Let me find the correct resources. And um, I think the next topic is a nice uh, segue is, you know, the pros and cons of, doing it yourself, like, do you want an interview, uh, show, you know, of, uh, you know, with another person, do you want to have a co-host, you know, or do you want to lead the podcast, you know, by yourself? So, you know, can you, uh, share, you know, I know you guys operate for the most part as a dual, but you know, what has your experience been in terms of, you know, those kinds of scenarios? Right.
1: So, yeah, I'll start this one and then she'll finish it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there's a there's pros and cons to everything and uh i like the idea of the duo because it it lends uh we you know it uh we come from different perspectives so when we have a guest uh we're we're thinking different different directions for example i'm a little bit more technical uh she's a little bit uh more uh social and so uh you know she can talk about that uh, that experience of the tapas lady and, and creating the, the thing with the Prado Museum, I usually talk about, you know, something healthcare related or the science behind it. And so it lends different, different perspectives. Um, so that's, that's one of the advantages. Uh, the, the harder part is, you, you, for at least for us, is we have to both be available. And uh, so uh, that right living step is me uh, because I'm not always available. And, you know, when you're interviewing different people at different times from different places in the world, they're not always going to be available, uh, for Dr. Riz at 7 PM Dallas time, you know, uh, uh, or on a weekend. And so, uh, yeah, for, especially in the beginning, for the most part, we interviewed a lot together, but, uh, we, we have evolved, uh, just like, uh, our topics evolve. We have evolved to where now Maya does a lot of the, uh, a lot of topics and a lot of interviews by herself because simply I'm not available. Right. Um, and so I, you know, we'll continue to evolve as, as and and roll with the punches, so to so to speak.
2: Right. I think you know you see um, other podcasters that kind of partner up with someone. It's so exciting at the beginning because you you imagine this future of working together, feeding off each other, having a lot of fun, and then live happens. Like regular li- things that we face on a daily basis, those things can interfere with the partnership. So uh, the co-hosts working together. And so the advantage is that it's a lot of fun. It, it, you have two different perspectives that can, um, you know, ask different points of uh, questions for, for the guests and, and, you know, but you're always going to be relying on your co-hosts. Um, are they available? Are they not available? Can yeah. they help edit? Um, so there's that plus and, um, and minus on that. As an individual, what I like, the idea is that you have all creative rights. <laughs> you know, you don't have to ask for permission from anyone else in mm-hmm. terms of how you want to run the podcast. But at the same time, the entire burden is on you. So all, mm-hmm. unless you hire a team, all the editing... All the marketing, all the doing the research and preparing your guests is on you. You have absolutely no one to help you. The advantage that I have uh, with Riz as a physician is that he understands a lot of the me- uh, medical um, aspect to what we're talking about because of his background as a scientist, as a as a doctor, and he's very good when it comes to figures. He he has a great memory, um, and just like he said, a very technical side that I may not necessarily. Um, foster or work with as much. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, something definitely to consider. The other thing I, before I forget, I do want to add that there are podcasts that do not necessarily interview, right? So for example, Riz and I could be a duo, work together and never have a guest. We basically talk about everyday things or whatever it may be, Um, which was an idea of mine initially was for Riz to come home and just talk about a case, a difficult case Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. he faced. I think that that could add a lot of value to the audience, to our listeners. Um, So you don't always have to have a guest. If you have a lot to talk about, you know, we were recently listening to a podcast on true crime. And this woman does all the research and she just shares about um, you know, a situation that happened and it was so fascinating. So that's yeah. another yeah. dynamic. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, there's obviously uh, you know, we're speaking about, you know, us presenting uh, uh nutrition and lifestyle uh things and interviewing people, but there obviously are all sorts of different types of podcasts that people can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, um, you know, for me, like I've, uh, I've been interviewed by, a, I, they're not even a couple there. It's a, it's a, they're two different doctors. They're both osteopaths and they actually are interviewing me remotely and they're not actually in the physical same space so i thought that was interesting you know as well it does take some coordination and for them mm-hmm. to show up as well but it's cool to you know if you don't even have a guest it's nice to kind of go back and forth like you guys could you know if you you guys weren't doing a health show you could be totally doing something else you know you could be doing like fashion or you know the climate change or, you know, politics, you know, whatever, right. whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, uh, you know, would make for a great um, discussion. So, um, yeah, so those are great ideas. Um, so well, let's go to, uh, you know, platforms, apps and equipment. Um, there is obviously so much that we can talk about here. But, you know, I would say just for starters, you know, how, would you start if someone, you know, were to just had nothing, you know, maybe has some sort of budget, you know, um, you know, we can probably uh, kind of categorize it as in like, you know, low budget, middle budget, high budget, you know, we can, you know, if you want to start off with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If I, I, if I can start sure. it, um, you know, I think that, uh, we just talked, you just said it, there's a very low barriers to entry. Um, and, uh, uh, the, you can start off very simply with a, with a, a simple microphone, uh, which is not too expensive, some recording equipment. Uh, uh, and, uh, some people use their iPhones. some people use their cameras. Uh, and then, uh, a lot of the software that people use is free. You can use GarageBand on Apple. You can use, um, uh, iMovie on Apple, uh, to, to edit video garage band for, for, for audio. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I tell people, I would tell people don't invest a lot to start just, uh, you know, just start simply so you can kind of see, uh, how things work for you, uh, and then, uh, expand from there. Uh, and that's kind of what we did. I mean, uh, it, we weren't exactly low, low, low budget, but we, you know, we started off simply, uh, and then once, uh, we started to do more filming and more audio, Maya invested a lot of time and then into, uh, 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 p- purchasing the correct equipment.
2: Mm-hmm. And the, our first set, I want to say we went on Amazon, there's probably a lot of variety now. Um, but you can go on Amazon and buy, buy a complete set, which is the microphone and the stand, kind of like the arm and the stand um, that plugs into probably with a with a, a cable that goes into your computer. And um, so that you can use GarageBand, for example, you can buy it for like fifty dollars. And if if it's just one person, that's all that you need, and that's really the only audio that you have control over. Because if you're interviewing via Zoom, for example, you have no control over um, how your guest sounds. But I've always believed that the host should sound, at, at least have good quality sound. And then I do want to add that after this setup that we had, the initial one, uh, we invested. I don't know, about $250 or so, I don't remember, to in buying a set of lavalier mics. The reason for the lavaliers really were because we were recording your lectures, uh, Riz, and he was doing a lot of public speaking at the time. But then we met um, Dr. Ermina Van Dyken, uh, who I believe you might have already interviewed. She's in Maui. I don't know if you're familiar. i not sure.
0: No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And
2: she was interviewing a lot of the people that were coming to or going to um the vegetarian um what is it called the vegetarian, v- society, vegetarian
1: society of oh. Hawaii mm-hmm. so
2: they would they would visit Oahu and Maui which she she's a surgeon so she's at both locations and she would sit down with Dr. Lori Marbus and you name it she would sit with them in on location basically showing off maui and <laughs> i mean beautiful on the, on
0: the beach and in the forest you know somewhere hey guys we're going to be taking a short break but don't go anywhere we'll be right back hey guys this is dr colin zoo aka the chef doc I just wanna take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that life was a process, and learning about life was also a process and a practice, and that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. For those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. A couple of reviews. This is by Rebecca Raymer. Becky has literally saved my life by truly understanding me. She was giving me self-talk strategies and different thought pattern exercises that made me stronger and a more aware person. I am so, so grateful to have found her. I've been to so many different therapists and none have helped me like Becky has. This is another review for Adam Johnson. I've had counselors before, both on BetterHelp and in person through work. And Adam by far is the best counselor I've ever talked with. I feel like he actually listens to and what is going on. He asks questions to help you navigate your thoughts. And you can tell that he is listening and wants you to help you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash TheChefDoc, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Bite listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash TheChefDoc. T-H-E-C-H-E-F-D-O-C. Thank you for listening, guys, and back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. That's so, right. That's right. We got to talk about Maui after we
1: this. We have to I talk got,
2: about
0: that. I got, I got
1: interviewed in a forest and it was beautiful. It was you cool.
2: have yeah. to connect with her yeah. when you go.
1: But I think that you know, was about
0: the the, the microphone. I know. Yet.
2: See how I get off topic. But <laughs> I connected with her. That's why about, you have
0: him to keep you on top.
2: Right. <laughs> I connected with her about a year before we actually met in person. We met on a sailing, um, we have an Instagram page for our sail, our our sailing experience. And I don't know how it was that I reached out to her and realized she's a Maui, she's a sailor and she's a surgeon and she's married to someone who's very much into meditation and yoga. And, and she's plant-based. Yeah. And she's plant-based. <laughs> and she anyway. Uh, we met up with her. She said, I would love to interview you. So she we sat down with her. And that was our experience with the lavalier mics after and she gave us a few tips. And we love those when we do walk with a dog, we carry the lavalier set so that we can record the short uh, lecture that he gives. But anyway, I say all of that to say that if you don't want to travel with a lot of equipment, a lavalier set is a wonderful thing to carry around. Um, Just with a small recorder, you don't have to spend a lot of money. It's just more about being very practical, making it easy on yourself. If it starts to become too difficult, you're not going to enjoy the whole process. Yeah,
1: you know, especially for a big, we're talking about how to start a podcast. So then that implies that the person is a beginner. That means that Mm -hmm. they're not an expert in audio and video uh, recording Mm -hmm. theoretically. Uh, And uh, so again, my opinion is start simple. uh, And then once you gain some experience and you learn more and you see what your needs are, Mm -hmm. then you can go out and spend some money.
0: Yes, yes, I, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely echo that. Um, you know, I think starting simply makes a lot of sense. You know, and then, you, then you can figure out, okay, you know, I. It seems like my podcast is going in this direction, so I'm going to have to upgrade here and here and here. You know, um, and uh, you know, when I started, I started, um, you know, with the Anchor app, um, and that was like a do-it-yourself free. Uh, and I did my audio editing on Audacity. Um, I'm not affiliated with any of those, but those are just, you know, what I started off with. And they, they were free as well. And I have zero <laughs> audio engineering or sound engineering, you know, experience. So I feel like if I could do it, anyone can do it. So, and there's a plethora. I think uh, I, think, I think
1: Maya got some advice on uh, iMovie from my daughter. Yes. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> that was years ago, yes, because I film a lot. and I love uh, making family movies of our, you know, when we're traveling and all that. And I remember, and that was a few years ago, but I had no idea how to use iMovie. And she sat with me and taught me this, taught me that. And recently she viewed something, one of my videos, and she said, wow, Maya, your editing has really improved. <laughs> 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 okay, says the college girl. Like, I'm all embarrassed. Aww. Okay. <laughs>
0: I want to I wanna show a, a quick comment. This is from Plant Based Tooth Doc. You guys know her. That's Dr. Anne Nguyen. Yes. um no and she says <laughs> she says maui sounds amazing so uh, it's, shout oh, out it's to our, her
1: it's one of our second homes we have yeah, a few but yeah, yeah.
2: thank you dr <laughs> ann she was such a pleasure i was so excited that she was coming on because as you know dr zoo we don't know too many plant-based uh dentists so mm-hmm. uh we really loved yeah. uh, getting to know her.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on. She was on mine uh, subsequently, and she's she's a gem. So she's great. Um, okay. Any uh, so lavalier mics. Getting back on topic. Um, very cheap and inexpe- uh, inexpensive way to you know mm-hmm. um, to be able to record and you know, the, 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 smartphone technology is so good now, you know, the, the camera on, I, I'm not, I'm not an Android um, person. I'm a more of an iPhone. So I'm not sure, but I know that Android, the Samsung phones, the Google phones have, you know, amazing camera, you know? Um, and I think, you know, Riz, you get, you gave a really good point. You know, I started my first three seasons, um, on just audio, you know what I'm saying? And then this season, you know, became video. So, um, it does make a huge difference on, you know, how you go about it because on audio, you know, I could be doing, you know, other things, you know, um, not like, you know, cooking and driving and stuff like that while recording a podcast, but meaning like, you know, I could, you know, multitask, you know, but whereas video, you know, you have to give that, you know, you know, that, that poker face, you know, like Chris, Chris, Chris Cuomo, you know, type of, you know, death stare, you know, you know, while you, you're
2: interviewing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you have to comb your hair, you have to brush your teeth, you have to put some shirt on, you know, you have to wear some clothes.
2: I can so, actually yeah. say, you know, and I do agree, we've always been video, have always had video. Uh, and then we extract the audio for the, yep. the audio platform, but it is definitely a little bit more stressful in the sense mm-hmm. that you feel like you have to be ready to be, pre- you know, have to be presentable. Um, and of course, course you become a little bit self-conscious like I might that I could flow easier if I mm-hmm. weren't being recorded like if the video were not um an issue but at the same time it's like that's how we connect you get to see each other's smile and your expressions and all of that so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dr. Ann says hi <laughs> hi <laughs> um okay so uh second to last question um in terms of contents right so this is going to differ whether you are I guess preparing material for a topic that you will talk about um, or this could be apply for you know script writing or question or interview questions right as you're about to interview your guests. How do you, you know, over, how have, you know, you gone over time in terms of, um, you know, making that process up? You know, do you do a lot of heavy research on the, uh, you know, opposite person? Do you just wing it? Like, how did you, you know, go about it? Because I think most of your shows are, you're either, you know, interviewing someone, you're lecturing to an audience, you know, so you're doing something more interactive with people. So how do Mm -hmm. you prepare for that topic or person?
2: Right. Well, I definitely uh, do my research. And I usually always know when I want to interview someone, um, which Dr. Zhu, next season, oh, I don't go by seasons, but next year, you're coming on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> but, um, yes. Uh, so I usually know when I want to interview someone. Um, and then it's important for me to know if they are available. Now, if they are available and I know I'm going to interview, then I invest a lot of time, which is, I always, uh, first thing I do, which is why I really want to convince people to start a podcast or create a presence on YouTube. Because as we know, Dr. Zhu, when you're really trying to, when you're studying a subject or want to learn learn more about an individual, you're either going to Google that, that individual, or you're going to look them up on YouTube. Um, and I'm surprised at how many people you know, shy away from being on YouTube. And by the way, it doesn't cost any money to create a channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of videos I can show you how to get started on YouTube. But um, so I try to listen to as many interviews or lectures or presentations that they may have on YouTube. If they have a book out, I'll read as much as I can. I have had authors come on and and they offer what is um, the editor's version or a PDF form of their book so that I can be, become familiar with their content. But it's absolutely important for me to know enough about my guests so that my questions reflect that. And, um, and then sometimes I'll I'll run the questions by them and say, is there anything that you would like like to add? But it's always kind of like the same style of, you know, tell us about yourself, where you're from. Um, Same thing like you, your origin question. And then, you know, three points um, in terms of how they work with people, depending on their field. And then services, I always want to promote the work that they're doing. So how can people learn more about them and and get in contact with them? Do you want to add?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that... uh, I, i'm very fortunate to have her do uh all that re- all that research and so um i it you know i get a lot of information you know you, you get to know your uh your guest ahead of time so that you can h- uh, have an intelligent conversation and something that's uh, uh directed and pointed to 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 create good content for your audience mm-hmm. um and so yeah maya typically does come uh come back with a list of questions that list of questions is the kind of the script you know it's uh uh, you know, and you can arrange them in a certain order and that way you can kind of guide the conversation. Uh, and so that helps a lot. Um, at the same time, I, I, I don't mind at all getting off topic or, mm-hmm. uh, and so you kind of have to be somewhat flexible, uh, because if there's something that's interesting that you want to talk about and it wasn't necessarily in your quote script, uh, uh you, you certainly want to go with it. Uh, so, uh, but, but research is, is really important, uh, ahead of time. Uh, so, uh, you know, very experienced guests, will have their own, they'll already have their bio, they might even have a page or a place that you can go to, to learn more about them. Uh, and that certainly makes it a lot easier.
2: Mm-hmm. I also now include, once they book with me, I include an intake form or intake page, where individuals can then submit everything that I need. Uh, for for example, a photo for the thumbnail, um, a short bio, all their links, so that I have everything ready um, when I'm promoting the episode. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work, and yet mm, at the same time, yeah. I love it. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, for the both of us, we're more slanted um, in terms of an interview show. You know, for me. Um, you know, I didn't even know podcast booking agents, you know, were a thing until they ended up flooding my, <laughs> in my <laughs> inbox, you know, like Dr. Zhu, do you want, you know, here's this great guest, you know, like, would you like them to be on the show? I'm like, what, who are you? where did you come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, so it's nice for, you know, in that regard, you know, for the guests to appear. Right. But, you know, like, you know, like you said, Riz, is doing that homework is super important in terms of a a guest, right? Like if they have a website, you know, most people have social media now, right? Um, And, uh, you know, uh, Maya, what you said about Googling them, whether they have something like LinkedIn um, or a YouTube channel, right? So Mm -hmm. there's, um, (laughs) it's almost like, unless you're a hermit in the woods, you know, we can find you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's, it's creating, you know, good research. And I think that makes for a more easy flowing conversation and, um, you know, and it will be fun. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, any, uh, before we close, you know, do you have, um, did you have uh, anything to add to that or?
2: Well, I did want to mention that our own podcast is going through some changes now. Mm -hmm. And so by hopefully early 2022, we will have a new brand. Um, And that's really as a result of us really narrowing down, like really focusing and um, I guess rebranding to reflect what, what what we are really about. And our dynamic in the last three years has been a lot of fun. But it's also been a little inconsistent. So Biz and I took like this business decision um a- approach and said, Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'll be the sole um, host for the podcast under a new name, uh, just myself. And then from time to time, risk will join me to kind of make comments, help interview or whatever it may be. The thing was yeah. that I didn't want, I did not want to mislead new people as they come on, um, uh, you know, as listeners thinking that the doctor is going to be available all the time. And and then it's yeah. just me. Um, and I think also it takes a lot of pressure off risk uh, from yeah. having to always feel like, wow, I'm working full time and I still have to do I'll this. I'll probably show so. up more often now. <laughs> He probably will throw up more often. And so we would have to interview like in an evening or sometimes he would take a Saturday and batch interview like three or four guests, which was still a lot of work <clears throat> for him because that's yeah. his break time. Um, and so uh, I say all of that to say that, you know, this is a journey. Being a podcaster is an amazing journey. If you get a chance to go to a conference, which I have done, it's amazing because you really, you come together with your peers who come from all over the world. Um, But you feed off each other, you learn from each other, you can laugh about mistakes that you've made, and you will go through a lot of changes. It's a journey, you'll discover that maybe you didn't like it as much or certain topics um, are not for you. And so give yourself, you know, a chance to grow and and to adapt to make changes. It's okay. If you decide that you want to change the name of your podcast, it's okay. If if your co-host can no longer be um, part of the show and it's okay. If you're not as consistent as you want to be, of course, you know, Dr. Zhu, you and I, we know that consistency is absolutely important to have at least one episode per week, but Sometimes you can experience burnout as a result because it's very mm. demanding, especially if you're the one doing the research and all the editing and all the promotion. I mean, it can be a it lot. Could, so. yeah,
0: it could easily be a, its own full time job,
2: mm. right? You know? Exactly. And
0: we didn't even go into
2: editing. <laughs> right.
1: So I might point out that you know a trick, a trick uh, for uh, n- new people is that it seems that a live episode is uh, a little bit l- less work uh, in the sense that you know, you just do it, it's live, you put it up there and, uh, uh, and you don't have to do all this post, uh, production work with the sound and the video. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've seen actually some people I follow who, uh, have gone to, they were doing, uh, uh, four episodes a month and now they're doing two lives and two episodes because, uh, they, they needed to tone it down a little bit. And, and, and like Maya said, I was going to remind her if she didn't say it, but burnout is a real thing. Um, and then, Mm -hmm. then you kind of, uh, you know, you're not doing the thing that you were passionate about because you got burned out about it because you were overdoing it.
2: Yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a personal example, you know, for me was, um, you know, going shifting into video for YouTube this season. Um, I just wanted to, you know, accommodate as many people as possible. So, like I said, you know, humbly speaking, you know, I've been flooded with a lot of guests, you know, requests and so I said, okay, you know, I want to do my best to accommodate. But what ends up happening is that if you don't have your own team, like, you know, we do, we talk about editing, like I do the audio editing, I do the video editing. Um, and, you know, I, I had zero experience, you know, and so like, you know, that can accumulate, you know, over time. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm just going to shift back to once a week for the next season, you know, so, you know, like, you said, Maya, and how we've been doing it, you know, in the, in the pandemic is it's all about pivoting, you know? Mm -hmm. So if something doesn't work for you, you know, like, why would you want to go towards that burnout? And it's all about, you know, what works for you at the end of the day, because there's a whole reason why we got started, right? It is a lot of work, but, you know, If we can hold on to the 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 flame and the passion of why we got started to begin with, then we kind of have to shift things to kind of rebalance that. And I love that you bring that up uh, because uh, yeah, I mean burnout can happen, you know, in almost every industry, even even in podcasting.
2: (laughs) I think I I want to say almost in podcasting because when I've done my research um, for the genre that we're part of on different platforms like um, Apple and and some other ones, when i'm I'm researching to see how many people talk about plant-based nutrition or are related, you know, podcasts related to that topic, there are a lot of people they gave up <laughs> last year. There are many podcasts that only had, say, one episode or maybe 10, and they stopped. And they just never informed their listeners. They just gave up. Um, Adam has a name for that, uh, but I I forgot what it's called. But it's when a podcast just dies. (laughs) And so um, I don't want to be that person. I feel like I've made this commitment. I enjoy it as well. And I'm growing as a result. And I love the connections. And so I, I had to, you know, I took a break. I'm. Um, I decided to hire a team, uh, just because now I have a. You know, it's just so much work. I don't even think I need to say that anymore about that. But you know, with a puppy in our lives, and when I hired this individual, what was so important to me was when he said, "Now, wouldn't you like to just let go of all that work so that you can actually focus on the lifestyle that you preach about?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yes." I've been so consumed. I mean, I would sit for long periods, uh, um, you know, one day here, one day there of just editing, editing and all the other work that is involved. And I'm not enjoying life anymore.
0: You're burnt out. Yeah, Yeah. I was literally, I was literally, you know, just interviewed um, by another group about lifestyle medicine. And, you know, um, you, Maya, you, Dr. Riz, like fully know that, uh, you know, self-care is a huge thing. And what I love about Talking about lifestyle medicine, it's a really interesting, very, very um, great specialty where a lot of role modeling needs to come into play. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. have to, you know, walk the talk. You know, practice what you preach. And so, you know, in a weird way, you know, that also happens. You know, while podcasting, right? You can just, you know, be in the weeds. You know, editing this and fine tuning this and. You know, I used to, when I was audio editing, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a little static here, you know, i got to take this out here. And, you know, I used to nitpick so much and I'm just like, oh, there was a car crash. I just leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You noticed,
1: uh, I was going to point out the the dog was digging on the, on the couch here earlier in the episode. Uh, we're going to have to edit that, edit that one out, huh?
0: Yeah. Or just yeah, leave it. Yeah. But you know yeah. what, but I think a lot of people were just so used to being in a virtual world and doing the, and the distance, uh, nowadays. And, you know, there's so many technicalities and, you know, glitches and stuff. People are just used to it. And so I just kind of, you know, for me, I forgave myself, you know, I'm like, you know, why right. am I beating myself up <laughs> so much about the detail? You know, like you can be so type A in medicine, you know, do I have to be type A in podcasting too? So
2: yeah. <laughs> right. I will say, cause I wanted to mention, I don't, I I don't know if we have enough time, but I remember when I said location is absolutely important and when I was filming in person, um, so we had some situations where we were not prepared. Uh, I remember we were in San Diego. The physician invited us to his facility. So we go and we set up there. We're having a conversation and then you hear the plane, like, you know, I can't, one plane after another plane. Turns out he's in the flight
1: path for San Diego airport. (laughs)
2: <laughs> At the same time, he shares a wall with a gym so you can hear the basketball being thrown you know, right up against the wall. It was just another time the individual didn't close her shop for that was like our second episode that I mentioned, and she kept attending to customers. So we would have to stop, you could hear the ringing of the bell coming in. There have been so many things that have happened. Another time I was in um, here at our property, we have a little cafe, I thought, Oh, nice and quiet. When we go there, It, it shouldn't be a problem. Well, I'm sitting with my guests, and right behind us, you could hear these guys just coming in with like buckets or um, ice chests and putting buckets of ice in the ice chest the whole time. Like, I'm panicking, like, what am I going to do? There, but these are the kind of things that you have to be prepared for and really think about if you are going to film in the same space with your guests. Can yeah. you find a quiet area? That can be. Very, very tricky.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it goes back to pivoting. So you know, it's whatever you know, you just whatever works at the end of the day. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I think um, you know we're going to conclude here, and uh, you know I think we can talk more, you know, more and more about this. It's it's a very fun topic. Um, Do you have any last minute um, you know last thoughts or recommendations for beginners out there?
1: Well, so it brings me back to uh, what I said earlier, is because Maya reminded me of something: Uh, start simple you know, don't spend a lot of money on things. Uh, and, beca- and because she just reminded me that uh, many people don't go beyond that first episode. Uh, they do it and then they find it's not for them or, or they might do five or six or seven episodes and then quit. You, you, I think you'd really be upset if you'd invested thousands of dollars in equipment uh, before you found out whether this was uh, the lifestyle for you, a podcasting lifestyle. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that would be, you know, one thing that again came across my mind. Um, Oh, yes. The other the other thing is, uh, you know, we haven't gotten really specific. But for example, uh, and I'll, I'll uh, Maya does all the post production work. So I'll, I'll ask both of you. So so the audience can uh, know. Uh, uh, Colin, how much time on a typical episode did you end uh, uh, do put in afterwards? You know, it's not just the four or five hours of research ahead of time, and then the actual interview, but how much time did you put in afterwards? Right. Yeah. Can so, so,
0: so if you were to ask me like in the beginning um, per episode, it could be like the entire episode, which included, you know, scheduling the the interview, I'll, I'll tell it to you like this, scheduling the interview, finding and scheduling the interview to creating artwork, right? To creating the topic and the interview questions to recording and then with post-production um, and that includes interviewing them. That probably for per per episode, it was on average maybe like five hours per and, you know per and, episode. And don't, and
1: don't forget marketing. You know if yeah and don't
0: yeah like, not yeah that's not Ultra even media. you know marketing yeah. yeah that's not even marketing. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know I just since then I had to streamline it so um and even then it still takes me like still an hour. I got I got it down to like hour maybe like ninety minutes you know but on a good day in an hour so.
1: So what do you do? Like uh, squeeze it in your lunch break at while, while, while taking the patients, and squeeze a little bit in, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then of course, some, from the beginning, Maya's done audio and video. Mm-hmm. So how long mm-hmm. would it take you to do uh, an episode? I used or? to say
2: it would take me about eight to 10 hours because I do the video. Um, and so, and then that's uploading um, and sharing also to Facebook groups and because you want people to watch the video. Uh, yeah. so then I'm using both platforms. That's been a lot of work, but I too have gotten it down. I'm, I'm faster and, um, and you know, with confidence, with practice, um, you know, y- with experience, you get better and you, you learn not to, I don't know, maybe. What I'm learning to be is a little bit more myself, like that's the ultimate goal is to feel mm-hmm. confident in who I am and to be okay, not to be so prepared and so professional because i mm-hmm. I tend to be a little bit like that. and i I don't want to come off as being uptight. I just I want to come off as who I really am, which is I love you know getting to know people. so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> actually, a, a quick a quick question I came up with is how much does feedback from your audience? make or break, you know, the the overall theme of, you know, your podcasting and per episode? Does How much does that influence?
2: Um, you know, I guess initially, like when I first knew I, w- I would, uh, I'm going to have a, a particular expert on the show, I would ask uh, my Facebook group, what questions do you have for this individual? For example, this Mm -hmm. particular physician, that was really important for me because then I could go back to that expert and say, well, my audience would like to know this and that. So I love that interaction. And so, and when it comes to feedback, whoa, that just does so much for me. It just, it mm-hmm. tells me I'm on the right path. If I'm getting positive feedback, I can't say that I've gotten anything negative, <laughs> but I, you know, maybe people just don't say anything. Um, <laughs> I but-
1: think I think the negative feedback is that they just don't come back and watch your next episode <laughs> and, and they're no longer That's a true. subscriber. That's true. Uh, so uh, you may never get that. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, might, it might be a good thing to actually... Poll your audience uh, from time to time and say, uh, help us get better. What can we do to be better?
0: You know, polling. Polling is key. So key. Um, I I
2: started to do that with my rebrand on my Facebook group. I I want people. So I had them help me with the title and then I'm going to move on, move on to artwork and then other things so that they can help me shape the podcast.
0: Mm yeah yeah because at the end of the day it's you know it's for them right so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like a two-way street you're having a relationship you know, us being hosts and then the other person being, you know, the the consumer, you know, um, that's listening, you know, to, you know, your podcast. Guys, this has been great. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I know we can go on and on. Um, last but not least question, how do people find you? You know, people wanted to learn more about what you do, um, you know, and wanted to reach out. How do people find you?
2: So our website, plantbaseddfw, DFW, everything is on there uh, when it comes to our podcast and anything that's coming up. I have a little cooking show that I do from time to time. I list that on, on there as well. Um, and if Dr. Riz has anything coming up, I'll put that on the website as well, along with other um, resources that we offer. So plantbaseddfw.com.
0: Awesome. Well guys, it's been a a, a pleasure. You know, it's always good to see you guys. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, want to wish you the, you know, much success for the rebranding and pivoting and all this, you know, great stuff that we're doing, even in podcasting as we're pivoting through the pandemic. So that's
2: right. <laughs> um,
0: guys, uh, this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. Um, if you like this, please like comment and subscribe. And if you feel that this is a benefit for someone else, please let them know, um, as well. And, um, until then, um, please say goodbye to Maya and Dr. Riz. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.